I'm Emily and welcome back to What's in Your Book Bag. So today I'm going to talk about three books that have either been turned into a movie or TV show and then I'm going to talk about one book or like a book series rather that I wish would be turned into a movie or a TV show. So yeah I really don't have much of an intro today to get into it. I hope you're still enjoying it so let's dive right in. Okay so the first book that I want to talk about is Divergent. I'm sure a lot of us have probably heard of that one. So when I read Divergent, it was right around when it was coming out as the movie because I wanted to read the book before I watched the movie, I think, at least. I think that's what it was. Um, And so like I sat down and read the book and (laughs) I breezed right through it. We went on vacation at the time to like visit my grandparents and we ended up needing to go to Walmart to get the like next copy of the book, like the next book in the series because it took a lot less time than I thought it would. So I really liked Divergent, the book. Um, I thought it was like very well written and very, very dramatic and I liked all the characters and a little bit of romance and all that stuff. So that was very good. So for those of you who don't know, who haven't heard of it before, Divergent is about, um, this girl who lives in this dystopian society where everyone's kind of put into categories and when you hit a certain age, you select what category you're in and you take tests to try to help you determine that. So this one girl took the test and she found out that she's divergent, meaning she fits kind of equally into all of the categories. And the new futuristic society didn't really like that. So she couldn't really tell anyone. So when she reached the certain age where she had to pick what society she wanted to be in, she picked one that kind of shocked everybody about her um, and didn't really seem like one that she'd fit in, but she thought she could do it. And so it kind of follows her through the whole journey of, like, her family being in a couple different societies and making new friends and learning how to challenge herself and things like that in this new world. So I really liked that. I thought it was really good. I loved the whole book series as it, like, follows her through the, like, whole process. Um, Because it's dystopian, it's not real. Because it's a dystopian book, it's not really a spoiler. There's, like, a revolution, kind of. So it follows her through the process of um, dealing with all of this and trying to figure out, like, what the path, like, what the old world was like, I guess, or something like that. Um, Like, I know what it means, but phrasing it like that, I guess. So I really liked that book. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. It, like, had just the right amount of action. Um, And so, like, at the time, that was probably one of my favorite book series. And then I decided to watch the movie. And I really didn't like it. I felt like it strayed too far from the book. There was so many differences that were similarities. And, like, when you watch a movie, you know how they can't fit the whole book into a movie because then it would be a really, really long movie. But you want to keep some of the core principles the same, and that just wasn't happening. So I watched the first two movies and was not impressed because they were so different than the book. So that's one of the things. If you're going to read the book and watch the movie, you have to be able to separate the two of them in your mind to be able to enjoy them both. But because I was so hyper-focused on the book, I really couldn't enjoy the movie because it was so different than the book. Like, even for the longest time when the third movie came out, I kept saying I wasn't going to watch it, I wasn't going to watch it because it was so different than the book. And, like, eventually it had passed enough time since I read the book 
that I didn't really care anymore. And by past enough time, I mean, I watched the movie this summer. So it's been out a while. And I did like enjoy it when I watched it, but it was so different than the book. So if you're looking for the similarities and you like to kind of compare the two, then this is not, not the movie to do so. So both were good in their own ways, but looking at it as like a book and movie combo, they were not. <laughs> so the book was really, really good, and I definitely think you should go read that, especially if you've seen the movie, because the book is so different, so it's really like reading a different story with the same characters. <laughs> so that one's Divergent. The book is by Veronica Roth. Um, so yeah, I definitely think you should check that out, like even if you've watched the movie, and I highly recommend... Blanket statement, read the book before you watch the movie. Uh, I know, like, I did that with Harry Potter, and it's going to sound awful. Cause, so, like, I watched all the Harry Potter movies before I was, like, old enough to read all the Harry Potter books. And then I could never get into the books, which sounds awful because, like, I know they're good books. I'll probably try to read them again this summer. But, so, blanket statement, read the book before you watch the movie. But if you're going to do that, then... Um, there are two very different things, so I think you could watch the movie and read the first, read the book and be able to separate them. I hope. So I hope that helps. Uh, so yeah, Divergent by Veronica Roth. Again, really good book, and it had, like, just the right amount of drama mixed with action to make it, like, this perfect story that you just want to sit down and fly through. So the next book on my list is If I Stay by Gail Foreman. And if you're looking for something that's gonna make you cry, this book is definitely the book for you. So this one is about this girl who's with her family um, and it's kind of snowy outside and they're in the car and then they get into a car accident. And so the book is following her like through, through like unconscious recovery as she kind of like has this out of body experience almost and can observe the world beneath her. Uh, and she sees like her friends and her family and all of that, and what happened to her family, which is really, really, really sad. Um, and so as it's like following all of this, it's showing her inner debate of if she should choose to hang on and stay, or um, if she should just let go. And as it's doing this too, it also kind of bounces back and forth to um, like the story some stories of her past before the accidents with her friend and family as she's trying to make her decision and taking those things into consideration. So the whole book had me in tears. Like, I borrowed it from the library. I think I don't think I own it. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Oh, I do own it. That's great. I love that book. <laughs> but so, um, like, I was definitely in tears while reading the whole thing. And then there's, like, a next one, too, but I don't want to, like, spoil too much of it, so I'll leave it at that. If you read this one and want to know more about the next one, definitely reach out to me and I could talk about it, but I don't want to spoil too much about it. So I'm hoping that statement's not a spoiler. But so anyways, I read this book, um, and then, like, a couple months later, there was this movie about it their movie, If I Stay, that came out on Netflix. And honestly, this was one of those rare occasions where the book and the movie were equal. Like, maybe the movie was almost a little better. It was so well done. I thought the characters were great choices, and I thought the actors did a good job, and they did a really good job at sticking to the story in the book. So that's why I think it was so good. I feel like if it was like a standalone movie... 
um, it would be pretty good, but that's why I think it was, like, almost as good, if not better, than the book, because they did a good job at sticking to the story in the book. And I love when that happens in movies, because if you're gonna make a movie, you really want to do the book justice. So, that was really good, like, the whole, (laughs) I sat, like, with a box of tissues and cried through the whole movie. It was so good. Um... And it did, it stayed really close to the book. So it kind of took this book that I read and had this, like, vague image in my mind. Like, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read a book, I could, like, vividly picture what's happening in the story. But sometimes it's just, like, I'm reading it, and I understand what's going on, and it's, like, affecting me emotionally. But it's this vague picture in the back of my mind of what's happening, rather than this, like, vivid detail, like, I'm in the story kind of thing. Like, separating yourself from, like, almost being one of the characters in the story to just being the reader. And so I, when I watched the movie, it took, like, all these images that I had and kind of, like, magnified them and made it so much more emotional. And so those, both of them were really good. So I definitely think you should read the book first because it's too close to the movie to really get into the book to, like, what do I want to say? Oh, to, like, want to be able to read the book after you watch the movie because it's too close and you're going to know what happened on, like, every page and it kind of ruins the whole reading process. I hate watching the movie first and then reading the book if it's really similar. It's just, it makes the book boring, which is awful because it's such a good book. So that one is If I Stay by Gail Foreman, and I totally think you should check both of them out, but please read the book first, and like, if you don't have time to read the book, I guess, watch the movie, but they're so sim- because they're so similar, it's just such a good story, you should definitely go check that one out. Okay, so the last book on my list of movies that are like, books that have been turned into movies and TV shows, rather than what I want to be turned into movies and TV shows, is the Pretty Little Liars book. Now, so I haven't read the whole series, so I can't talk about the whole series, but I've read, like, one book, I've read kind of, I think it's kind of like a prequel book, and then I read the book about the perfectionists, um, which is like another Pretty Little Liars spin-off TV show, I guess. So, um, if you haven't watched the TV show, Pretty Little Liars is about, um, this girl named Allison, who, like, had these four friends, Um, and she was kind of like the queen bee of the group. And then, like, one summer, Allison kind of disappeared. And it was the night that she, like, spent the night with all of these four girls. So after this, the girls kind of drifted apart and didn't really talk anymore. Um, because Allison was what kept them connected. And so, then they start getting these weird text messages from this person named A. And... It was, like, weird things, like, about their past that no one should know about kind of thing, except for Allison, which is what confused them the most. So, it's kind of, it's a murder mystery, basically, and it's following the girls as they try to figure out what happened um, to their friend and stuff like that. And, like, as it goes on, um, there's, like, more mysteries, and it gets so confusing, 
Like, the first, I think it was, like, the first two or three seasons of Pretty Little Liars, you couldn't figure out who A was. And then once you did, all of a sudden, nothing made sense anymore, and there were more mysteries than there were to begin with, and so I think it was very well done. And I'm sure the book, the whole series of books is too, but I haven't read the whole thing yet. So I really liked the TV show. And so when I finished the TV show, I sat down to read the book, and I feel like, again, it's one of those things where you kind of need to be able to separate the TV show and the book. Because the book is really good by itself, except it's so different than the TV show. So as I kept comparing them, I found myself like finding reasons to not enjoy the book, when in reality I should be finding reasons to not enjoy the TV show because the book was written first kind of thing. But so like the book does follow the same thing, like these... Um, four friends who were friends with Allison and then Allison disappears um, and then they start getting these weird messages and they become closer as they're trying to solve this mystery of their friend and it, it is really good. Um, I did really enjoy it. Uh, and it was like a quick read too. It's a short book. I mean there's a lot of books in the series but it's got like nice print and it's not super long so if you're looking for something to I think I read this on the plane kind of thing so if you're looking for something for a long plane ride that you just want to buzz through that's this is probably a good book because it's nice and light and easy to tuck in your bag so that it doesn't take up a lot of space in your suitcase on the way home and it'll it's like the perfect escape that you could like disappear into and just read the whole thing I'm like flipping through the pages I don't know if you could hear that or not but that's what that noise is but it's this like perfect thing that you could just like sit down and read on a plane uh so again I definitely think that you should read the book and watch the TV show, except you need to be able to separate the two, again, much like Divergent, because they are different. Uh, so I think it doesn't matter what order you do it in, as long as you could do that. If you can't do that, definitely read the books first, and then you'll watch the movie. M movie, TV show. Um, just because uh, you don't want to like ruin the book because of a TV show, especially when the book came first. Like I hate doing that. Like right now, I'm making my way through the like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina season of the Witch book, and like I'm ha I'm having trouble making it through the whole thing because it's like not always the same as the TV show. Except the TV show came first, so it's I'm like having an easier time hating on the book. I guess, it's, like, not that I hate the book. It's a really good book. And then, like, the same thing with... I read the Black Widow books, too. And those are really good books. Um, except they came, like, after the comics and the movies and things like that. Um, so it's, like, easy to have this already, you know, cinematic picture of Black Widow and then try to read it and picture the same person there. And it's not always the same. Which makes it hard to enjoy. So, like, if the book came after, I feel like it's definitely a little easier to read the book and be like, okay, like, think of it like, okay, this came after the TV show, so this is, like, set as a prequel, and they're trying really hard to base it off the characters. But the other one, it's like the book, it's like, okay, they're trying to base the characters off of these characters, so I feel like I shouldn't be hating on the characters so much, but I end up doing that. Anyway... Um, after that little tangent, <laughs> the Pretty Little Liars book is by uh, Sarah Shepard, and it's really good. I think you should go read it. I think there's like a whole, I think the series is pretty long too. Like I said, I have three of them because every time I go to Barnes and Noble, they don't have the one that I'm looking for. 
um, because I don't think they carry, like, a lot at once, because there's so many books, I guess, but, yeah, definitely go check this one out, and remember, if you can't, like, separate the two in your head, like, the movie, like, the TV show and the book, then probably read the book first, because I don't want to have the book be diminished by the characters in the TV show kind of thing. So, yeah, that one is Pretty Little Liars by Sarah Shepard. So the last book that I want to talk about is one that I think should be turned into a movie or TV show, so it hasn't happened yet. Um, so I really love The Land of Stories by Chris Colfer, and it's also more of like a junior novel, I guess, rather than a young adult novel, but I think anyone could read it and enjoy it. It's such a good book, and it's so well written. So The Land of Stories is about these two kids named Alex and Connor, who are visiting their grandmother someday, or it was a while ago when I read the first book, but they got this storybook from their grandmother, and the storybook was called The Land of Stories. And so in this storybook that they got from their grandmother, one night they open it and then all of a sudden they're sucked into this fairy tale world or the land of stories. And in each book they have like some different quests that they have to do and they meet all the fairy tale characters and it puts like a nice spin on them all. Like Red Riding Hood, she's a riot. She's so funny. Um, and nothing like you'd picture a normal Red Riding Hood, like nothing like the Red Riding Hood in Once Upon a Time, nothing like the Red Riding Hood in the normal story. Um, my favorite thing is every time she talks about the author William Shakespeare, she calls him William Shaky Fruit. And like, I feel like it's very creative to have come up with something like that. Um, and it, I think it's, like, a very funny book, and I think it's very well written, so no matter what age you are, you're going to enjoy The Land of Stories. And I like how it takes these spins on all these other fairy tale characters that you might not have pictured before. Um, like, the fairy godmother, or um, Red Riding Hood, or Goldilocks, and Jack, like, Jack the one who climbed the beanstalk. I love their story. Their story is one of my favorites. But both of them are, like, outlaws, uh, which is not necessarily what I picture when I, like, hear the original Goldilocks and Jack and the Beanstalk stories. So it's really good and really well done. There's, like, five or six books, too. Uh, and... So I think it's really cool because, like, as I was reading them, I was, like, growing up and the characters were, like, growing up. So we kind of, like, kept the track of being the same age through the whole book series, which I thought was kind of cool. But, like, even now, I could probably sit down and read the whole series and enjoy it just as much as I did. Like, another one of the characters that's interesting is Mother Goose. And, like, Mother Goose is so not what you'd picture for her. Um, she, and, like, her goose, too, it's, oh, it's so good. I don't want to, like, spoil it. That's why I'm trying to be really vague about it. Um, but, and then there's, like, they encounter all these different stories and things like that. Like, mostly it focuses on the, like, typical fairy tale world of what we picture, but it also focuses on... Um, the, like, uh, it goes to visit, like, Merlin and King Arthur once, King Arthur? King Arthur once, yikes, <laughs> um, 
King Arthur and um then it like talks about the brothers Grimm and then it mentions like the sisters Grimm and all of that kind of stuff so it's oh it's just so well done and it takes all these like fairy tales that you've grown up hearing about and all these people and turns it into this like one book with this awesome story it's such a good book and like it's so easy to fall in love with all of the characters and it's really really funny so I think this one would make like an awesome tv show like every season do a different one of the books because there's like six books so that's like six seasons and they're all so different so it's like enough plot to keep it really interesting on screen because I know like sometimes there's a saying that they like tried to jump the shark um and so I feel like they could get away with a lot of seasons without needing to make a stupid move like that if they tried to turn Land of Stories into a TV show. Because it is. It, like, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of plot. It's really funny. Like, even though it's kind of action-packed because it, they are on an adventure, I think this would make an awesome comedy. So, like, just, like, 22-minute episodes of all these characters. Oh, it would be so good. So yeah, I definitely think you should go and listen to The Land of Stories because, or listen, I listened to it the first time. Because um, so when we used to listen to books on tape when we'd go to school, like we listened to all the A to Z mysteries, those were good. But then like we listened to The Land of Stories too. Uh, and the person who read it, like sometimes when you read, like listen to a book on tape, it's like, mm, this is a good book, but I really don't like your voice. And the person who read The Land of Stories had a good voice too. So it was really good. But then like, um, uh, a couple months after that, like the second book came out. And so, like, I've been, like, reading the whole series basically since it came out. Like, I have the second and third book in hardcover, which is not something that I usually do, just because it's such a great series. So I definitely recommend you go read Land of Stories. And because it is, like, almost geared towards younger readers, it's also a really easy read. Uh, so even though the book is kind of thick and it might be kind of daunting, um... It's not going to be super hard to comprehend and stuff like that. So if you don't have a ton of time, I know, like I said, it might look kind of daunting because the book is kind of thick, but I definitely think you could breeze right through that one. It's like one of my favorite books. So that one is The Land of Stories by um, Chris Colfer. At least I think that's how you say his name. So yeah, such a good book. Alrighty. So that's all that I have for today. Um... I feel like I'm almost, like, running out of books to talk about. So, not that I'm running out of books. I've read a lot of books. I'm running out of categories. So, if you have a recommendation for a category that you'd like to hear, feel free to, like, shoot me an email or, like, DM me on Instagram. Uh, I will be, like, like I said, I don't know if I said it on here or, like, on social media. I will be posting updates about the podcast on Instagram. So, I do post, like, every time a new episode comes out. And then, like... I've only posted a couple other times that I have been posting, like, pictures with books and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, thank you for listening. I'm really enjoying doing this, and I always welcome feedback. So, I'm Emily, and this is What's in Your Book Bag.